It's time for another edition of Your Home Discovery, broadcast nationally on AM and FM radio stations, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and more, plus easily found on most social media channels. Podcast available at yourhomediscovery.com. Your Home Discovery, keeping everything around your home sweet home looking great. Now, here's your host, Charlie Campbell. Hello and welcome to this edition of Your Home Discovery. I am Charlie Campbell, discovering all of the answers you are in search of. Charlie at yourhomediscovery.com. The perfect connection for you to get in touch with the answers that might be plaguing your next remodeling project. Maybe it's a current one. Maybe you're just curious about energy efficiency on a specific door. Or you're looking for some advice on renovating a nine-story building. Either way, I am more than happy to take your email. Again, that's charlie at yourhomediscovery.com. Joining me in studio, Annette Stahl, a design discovery stone and story real estate group, Daltmeyer Homes. Good grief. That would take the rest of the show to go through all of your all of your acronyms, not to mention Annette Stahl International. Which is to come at some day. <laughs> <laughs> to come at some day. I like the way you just pick words and you just smush them together. And if you make it believable enough, everybody buys off that it's really a word. I know. You know, that's been happening with ideas. I'm doing a whiskey bar in someone's home. When I say a whiskey bar, this is a 20 by 20, two story. Two story two-story and you're in down below and you can look up so it's like a viewing place to do tastings wow okay now you're gonna have to send me pictures of this oh my gosh it is getting so amazing because um what happens in projects is people don't plan the whole thing out so this is a case where they're like let's just get started we'll figure it out as we go (laughs) and now we're to the point we need the cabinets in the whiskey bar right and we're out of money Uh uh-oh so Superhero fundraiser. Well, you could, or you can start recycling, right? Right. So I said because they want doors and lockability. Because I did not know you could pay thousands of dollars for a whiskey bottle. Right. Oh yeah. I did not understand this. So this is all new. So you get to learn lots of new things too. (laughs) And so I decided we were going to do windows. Like if we went to the restore store, we go to all of those places that we can give to charity. We can take windows and put hinges on them and put locks. Then when I went, I found these amazing doors. Then I was like, and the doors, well, there was a tag for 150 and the guy said he wanted 250 and I ended up getting them for 100. But um, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. <laughs> and so then I was like, oh, my gosh, look how much space this can cover. So anyway, it was a, it's a, been a really fun project to bring it to life and not having the budget we wanted has actually been the most fun part. And that was my most best um, text. He texted me like, I sent everything. Here's what I do. And he was like, holy smolies. I did not know we could actually get it done. Wow. And I was like, anything is possible if you just dream. Well, sure. Absolutely. So is this in a new construction project? Is this in a renovation? Um, this one is a new construction. Okay. So they have land and they started this whole barn idea. So they are doing that. Sure. Absolutely. That That makes perfect sense. If you have something that you're stuck on. Maybe you're designing a new home and you have a question. Maybe you're thinking about a renovation project and you have a question. Annette loves those difficult questions. 
She loves to, you know, accept the challenge of solving that issue. I, I know you just look for the one way it'll work, and that's what you did when you went and figured out the idea of windows. That's really cool. It's been really fun, and they had a great time picking stuff out and how does it look because some of those old windows actually lifted from the bottom. Right. So then I was like, oh, my gosh, we found these six-foot by four-foot windows. How perfect is that at the top with hinges mm-hmm. that go up? So anyway, we're finding all kinds of interesting ways to make all of this work because then we can make bigger openings and use risers so we also found some acrylic risers so then we can create more artistic looking walls because you've got you know an 18 (laughs) foot wall inside yes absolutely well that is really you know when you start thinking about ways to make things happen ways to make it fit in the budget in order to do that you kind of had to start with that plan that vision of what you were after Yeah, and that was the challenge, is they had all of these pictures that didn't actually fit in the space. So they had just thought, you know, the builder's like, well, sure, I can do a 20 by 20 room. Right. (laughs) It's two-story. Sure. But they they hadn't thought about, well, how exactly was this going to work? So they hadn't left a space for a staircase. We created a spiral staircase, and that spiral staircase became the corner of the bar. So everything could... Because it really is not as big as you think it is when you want to do tastings and the right. things they want it to do. But because they hadn't laid it out, we're retrofitting. And I am having a great time. And they, too, are like, yeah, we should have done this at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's okay. You know, you are where you are. And if you have the choice, doing it at the beginning is a cost saver. Right. Um, but sometimes you can't. I'm doing a bowling alley that's a retro bowling alley. So they want to take it back to like you walked oh, in the wow. 70s because okay. that's when it was built. Sure. Um, so that's fun too, right? Um, but going back to old pictures and then they're like, we really don't want the paneling. We want right. like, you know, you're like, okay, kind of like. So anyway. Well, you know, oftentimes we want to do a project and, and we have an idea in mind how we're going to accomplish this. And then we get this. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, dream buster that pops in our face and says, but what's your budget? And, and obviously a budget is a driving factor. What I'm trying to get to here is budgets are important for two reasons. Number one, they keep us within the realm of where we, how we want to live financially. But think about how cool that bar would have been if budget was no issue. It wouldn't have had the character. And that's what he said. And so that was a big, because he had felt like his dream busted. Right. And he was like, actually, my dream expanded. Right. And so it's there's such a fine line between the two. I've also been coaching people that you get your dream, mm-hmm. right? And then the next thing you do is you start opening space wherever you are. So what that means is you start clutter clearing. It may be your phone. It may be. So actually less can be way fuller when you're creating choices of what you love. And so how do you prioritize what you start moving and letting go of so that you can make space? Um, I prioritize where's your greatest discomfort. Okay. So if you have a rocky relationship, start in your primary bedroom if you share a bedroom with them. If, you have, if you're feeling just unhealthy, sometimes you know how you feel in that slump. You're right. just like, oh, then start in your kitchen. If you're feeling like, I just wish I had more connectivity, more people over, then start on your front porch. Think about where, where's your desire right. and your discomfort and where's the biggest gap and what space correlates with that. Wow, I hadn't ever considered that as a way to take that apart. But I like your I like your methodology and the plan behind that. That's pretty you gotta patent that idea. 
<laughs> well, there's also a thing called feng shui, which has baguas and all kinds of things, which can get complicated. So I just try to make it anodized. If Meaning this, it's simple. <laughs> if this conversation continues, I'm going to need to break out the Annette Dictionary so that I know what <laughs> all of these words mean. We have a lot to take apart today. And in just a couple of minutes, um, I'm trying to figure out the best place to start. And again, we talk, we've talked about this in, in shows past. And I think it's absolutely crucial. The planning phase is so absolutely important. But talk just briefly about how you want to live, the feel, flow, and function. I think that's so important to touch on every time we talk. Yeah, and even one step bigger is what is your desire and what is your discomfort? And there's a gap between the two. And then once you figure that out, you're like, okay, is my what is the fix? Let's look at the function. Let's look at the flow. Let's look at how we want it to feel. So it kind of drives down into that. And so it takes it a little deeper. And then are there subsectors of each of those that you start taking apart once you have those highlights? Sometimes. I mean, that's why it's helpful if I can meet with you because I can help you figure out how to simplify it. We don't want to make it hard. Sure. And sometimes we're stuck because we're in the pattern we know. Right. And so we don't understand the other options. Like for this gentleman, he was like, well, either I get no cabinets at all or I get ugly cabinets or, you know, he didn't even have another thought because he doesn't do this every day. Sure. Absolutely. And when you get stuck in that thought, sometimes it can appear as if we have to leave our comfort zone, probably because in order to get where you want to go, you sometimes have to. You do. And it helps when you have a picture. So like I can draw these pictures, I can draw 3Ds, I can say, hey, look at this, I can. And all of a sudden, even though it's uncomfortable, you can kind of see where you're going. Right. And they say that, you know, if you're going to move from what we're stuck, you've mentioned that word several times. I'm stuck. Sometimes, sometimes we're stuck because we're comfortable. We're more comfortable where we're familiar doesn't mean that we're happy there, but we're familiar there. That familiarity is breeding some level of comfort. Well, that's why I've taken it one step higher, because unless your desire is great enough or the discomfort is great enough, you will not make a move. You will stay in your pattern. That makes perfect sense. Charlie at yourhomediscovery.com. If you've got a question, would love to hear from you. In addition, join us on our social sites. I would love to have you as part of our social media family, all of the different social platforms. And if you can't, Charlie at yourhomediscovery.com. Stay tuned. Your Home Discovery continues straight ahead. Your Home Discovery now continues. Here's your host, Charlie Campbell. We are back on this edition of Your Home Discovery. Charlie Campbell, Charlie at yourhomediscovery.com. Com. I'd love to have an email from you. Let me know where you heard the program and how you heard about this program. would like to gather some of that data and detail. Joined here this morning in studio by Annette Stahl. Annette Stahl International. A design discovery, Stone and Story Real Estate Group, Daltmeyer Homes. There's a plethora. You, you just don't can't do enough, can you? I can't. You can't. No, I completely get that. Let's talk a little bit about, I mean, we've had some issues with things like budgets. And we've had that issue not because maybe someone doesn't know what they want to spend. 
we've had that issue because pricing has been kind of rampant. Lumber went to crazy per thousand board foot cost. Those have come down. Yeah. Concrete shot up. Numbers are all over the map. How do you build at a affordable price? Right. So as we we had interest rates that were super low for a long time, um, and that will create inflation over time. Inflation is happening. I think we can all <laughs> see that. So oh, yes. with inflation, costs go up. So then you have to figure out how cost effective can you be? So right now, lumber is actually our cost effective material <laughs> more than some <laughs> of the other materials. Yeah. So metal, um, lumber, those are those are going to fluctuate with the market. Typically concrete, whatever the price of concrete is, is the price of concrete. I haven't seen like windows go down or insulation go down. So what you have to remember in a new home is you're going to have a more energy efficient home. So you are going to have a more airtight home. Your bills are going to be lower. uh, Your home insurance is going to be lower Mm -hmm. as, I mean, as much as 75% less. Right. So you do have some really good cost savings. You also have a smaller footprint. Um, so those are some of the high points. The hard part is you can get more square foot and existing a lot of times than new because the materials on the new, <laughs> the windows in the home that's existing probably cost a thousand dollars back in the day. And now it's $10,000. And so you can see the differentials. So when I'm looking at is how efficient can we make it? So when I say efficiency, I'm saying, how can I not have to cut a piece of siding? How can I use the whole sheet? <laughs> how can I not have to cut, uh, floor joists. How can I? So I have really been doing the math of how efficient can I make a house? The things that are going to make a house most cost effective are going to be clean rough lines. Uh, Like I said, making everything so that it's within the increments of how the sheet of siding comes. You're not cutting any of that. So every piece you see cut off, you're just throwing away and it's kind of a cost. Yes, absolutely. So that's what I'm working on right now. Be, and once I figure that out, then I figure out how do I make it how people want to live. Sure. And what I'm noticing right now is people want wide open spaces for their family spaces mm-hmm. and then they want a kind of off to the side master where things can be quiet. They want a place that could be an office or bedroom for a child. So figuring out how do we make all that then fit in. So it's almost like, remember when we were kids and our parents were like, we're going to go buy a refrigerator. Oh, yes. And what you think about is (laughs) a refrigerator box house, right? (laughs) (laughs) With that voice. (laughs) So that's basically what I'm trying to figure out is how can I make the most cost effective shell? Sure. So it's the best price per square foot. Then how do I decorate my <laughs> my right. refrigerator box quote inside right. so that I'm trying to give the best value? And it's it's one of my most favorite things. It's like a jigsaw puzzle because once <laughs> you get the outside cost effective, then you got a jigsaw puzzle the inside. Um, and I have lots of rules I make myself. So so I like to have 42 inches between the cabinets and the island. I love to have a big island that seats four. I love <laughs> because as a mom... I would a lot of times be standing and eating and the kids would be sitting around as we run to all of our activities or so those are the things I try to keep in mind is how would this work for a couple of empty nesters? How would this work for, you know, a working parent? How would this work for? And then how do I integrate all of that? One of the questions I often get, Charlie, at yourhomediscovery.com is I am in the designing phase of designing a new home. And I know that in my previous homes, one of the things I always tried to keep in mind was resaleability or resale value. 
is this project something that somebody else would also find appealing? To what level do you do that exact same thing in the new construction realm? How often do you think about that next owner? I most always do because uh, now I'm saying I still want you to personalize. So, for example, I just had a client that wanted a really beautiful, amazing backsplash that was blue. Um, I love it. It's beautiful. And I said, if this is your forever home, go for it. Right. If it's not, that could be something that could be challenging. You just have to sell it when that blue is popular again. (laughs) You know, because those things always come back, right? They do. They do. So that's, that's just kind of the things to think of. I love... I call it my Audrey Hepburn <laughs> factor. I told you. I've got lots of weird, quirky things. I am going to build a bigger diction. I'm going to need like an iPad. Or and what I loved about her fashion was she always had that, you know, simple black dress that everything was simple and classic. And then she added accessories. Sure. She had a great scarf. She'd have great pearls. She'd have. So I love to have a great kind of black dress. Mm-hmm. and then add on. So if you want color, you know, bring in great color in your bar stools, bring in great color in what you put on the counters, those type of things. Right. Um, and I like sustainability. So I talk to people a lot about, okay, that's beautiful. And if you have four boys, this is what it'll look like. Oh, right. have a picture right. in exactly. two years. Exactly. So, um, you know, it's how we live and we have to think about that. Function sure. is just as important. I truly believe Pinterest is amazing and also (laughs) the bane of my existence. Your home (laughs) should align with how you want to feel, how you want to function, how you want to flow. It does not need to be Instagram worthy or Pinterest worthy. It doesn't belong in a magazine. Those magazine shots, okay, they're throwing shit out in the yard. They're doing all kinds of stuff to make that picture look good. People are not coming home from work exhausted, (laughs) trying to make a meal, trying to get kids' homework done in school. That's not happening in those magazine homes. So it's really, yes, find the elements that you like. What about that element? How does it feel that you want to bring in versus getting attached to that exact look in your home? Because then you set yourself up for this huge disappointment. If we were to add over both of our careers combined... Think about the number of homes that the two of us have walked into total. I mean, that's a huge number. And you tell me if I'm wrong here, how many times I have personally heard, oh, please excuse the mess. I've been really busy. I mean, how many times do you hear that? So much. And that's why you see a lot of closets in my plans. You see a lot of places where when you hear that doorbell, you just throw that credit right in that closet. You just don't worry about it. I'm like, you just keep this open. See, and I don't <laughs> I don't do that. I figure if you come over, you suscept yourself to the stuff I have laying here. It's just how it is. You know? Well, I've gotten that way over time. I mean, I think grief took me there because there was no way. I just didn't care enough. And then right. what I found in that is that people were so appreciative. Like, I was just like, come on, take it as it is. And they're like, you know, I kind of want to be this way. I'm like, be this way. <laughs> Join the next right. club. Of, this is all I got for the moment. You know, I'm taking myself back 30 plus years, but I remember when I did a lot of residential bath renovations 30 plus years ago. And I will never forget, she was in her 70s at the time. And it, it, she lived by a bowling alley in a little simple home. And all that she wanted, I mean, in her 70s, she was considering a major bathroom renovation. It wasn't for accessibility. It was because her whole life she was tired of putting up with this bathroom, and she wanted a new one. 
And the fixtures we were taking out of there were the lime green toilet, the lime green bathtub, and the lime green sinks. We could sell it for a lot right now. Oh, I know. <laughs> when we did it, her one request was, I want all of my fixtures to be white. Now, I'm not trying to make this look like a hospital. I just want it more universal to the year. And I didn't really understand what she was talking about. I mean, I was young. She was very experienced in what she wanted. We got all done. She invited me back over like four months later. I just want you to see the bathroom. And all of her accessories, and you just talked about accessories, all of them were color matched for the season. And she had a little cut out of carpet oh, that she would cool. put around the, the sink. She had a different color shower curtain. She had different color this, different color that. And that was all specifically because she didn't want to have one color she had to stick with all the time. That's awesome. The color changes. The, the bath mats. She had color matching bath mats that went with the carpet and the shower curtain and the curtains on the on the window. It was just cool to see. And what I really want to take apart next is let's talk new construction and then let's talk making how you live now better and analyzing those pain points. We talked about that last month a little bit and it, it, I got so many questions from that. I want to take that apart a little farther and I'm sure that there will be some new made up and net words along the way. A reason to complain. Come on back. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Charlie at yourhomediscovery.com would love to hear from you. Back in seconds. Don't touch that dial. More helpful ways to build and improve your home sweet home are straight ahead. Stay tuned. Your home discovery now continues. Here's your host, Charlie Campbell. We are back on this edition of Your Home Discovery. I am Charlie Campbell, joined in Annette Stahl World, Annette Stahl International World, as she joins us here in studio. Annette is with Stone & Story Real Estate Group, Daltmeyer Homes, A-Design Discovery, and Annette Stahl International. Talk briefly about what you do, Annette. Give me the synopsis, other than just those names. And you do it all at record speed, I know. Oh, dear. (laughs) Uh, I'm a true entrepreneur, so I build companies and sell them. That's one thing. I'm also a real estate agent. I have been for over a decade. Um, So I built a brokerage and sold that. And then I work for them now. And then I design and draft new construction homes. And that's really my passion. I also do coaching. So what I have found is when I, I designed over 400 homes and people call me and are like, I love my home, but I miss you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, because what I do is really help you understand how your outer space, how you the things around you align with your inner space, meaning when you can have some clarity on what you desire, where your discomfort is, then you can make the shifts to shift closer to your desires and farther away from your discomforts. A lot of times we don't feel like doing the work, meaning we don't want to do the yucky feely thing. So you can do that in your environment, meaning you can choose what is my desired. If you're doing a health, let's say I want to get healthy, right? Right. Like, and so you decide your kitchen would be the first place I'd start. I'd be Mm -hmm. like, you want to get healthy? All right, let's figure out how to create a healthy kitchen. How much easier is it to eat healthy if your kitchen only has healthy food? 
Yeah, it's tough to eat healthy when you walk in and there's this big, greasy, deep-fat fryer sitting right there. I mean, you know, how you set things up really sets the stage for right. how you're going to live. And a lot of times at girl nights, my girlfriends would all be complaining about their guys. <laughs> and so I was like, I had this great idea. And I was like, okay, let's all redo our master bedrooms. And what I mean by redo is actually buy nothing, is let's clean them out. So when you think of your primary bedroom, that is where we rest. That's where we connect. That's where we rejuvenate. If there is a treadmill in it with all your hanging clothes (laughs) drying, so how do you think that works for you? And you're falling over it. Or if it feels like you're sleeping in your closet because all the things that didn't fit, you just threw in the chair in the corner. Or so all we did was clean out our master bedrooms and only keep what we love. Now, this was really hard for people because they'd been given things, mm-hmm. sometimes from the other spouse, that they actually didn't love. <laughs> right. But they felt uncomfortable getting rid of. Right. So we did a whole thanking it and how amazing that experience was receiving that gift and it's come complete and it's going to bring somebody else joy. And so we did a whole like regifting thing and um, we ended up doing a garage sale together and making money and then doing couple trip. But the whole... <laughs> I knew there was a trip at yeah, the end of this. I know. Summer. I like trips. I like travel. So... The whole premise of this is thinking about where is it? Like if this one thing, do you ever have that? You're like, if oh, this yeah. just one thing fixed, I mean, everything mm-hmm. would be perfect. Okay, it never is. Once that no. thing fixed, another thing goes loose. Exactly. And yet, if all you have to do is clean your room and you can get a little fresh air into your relationship, how fun is that? Right. If all you have to do is clean your kitchen and all of a sudden you get healthier habits, sure. how much fun is that? Sure. So I'm not saying it solves it 100%, but I'm saying it's so helpful. Well, it's an amazing place to start when you really start taking that apart. You know, you, you talk about how you want to live, and it's tough to really think outside of that comfort zone. How do you get someone outside of that comfort zone so it's not just a dream? It's not just a maybe I'd kind of like to. How do you get them into that dream space? Um, well, the first thing, I by the time they come to me, so that's why we do um, restyle clutter clearing, um, (laughs) and the whole gamut, because sometimes you just know you don't like where you are, but you don't know exactly what the heck to do. Right. You're like, it's like you're in quicksand in the old cartoons. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm sinking and I have no idea what to do. So sometimes it will start with decluttering in their house, having a conversation and just finding the place that makes them the craziest. And there (laughs) is, um, there's usually some clues of questions to ask and how we can help with get some clarity. So sometimes it's starting there. Sometimes it's starting with the dream. Like if there was no budget limit, right. no limits at all, not where you're going to live physically. There's no limits. Tell me what feels so amazing. Sometimes people will tell me about the beach, sometimes the mountains, sometimes it's not even a home. Right. It starts giving me the clues though of what is missing. Makes sense. And then what do we desire and why? Why does that feel so great? Oh, I love the mountain air, that cool air, you know, like, oh, movement. And it's getting into the adjectives, the things that describe the dream. Right. We make a change to feel a new way. It's not actually, we, we won't do anything. If right. you give me all the analysis, you'll be sitting there in the same place. <laughs> but if you all of a sudden go, oh my gosh, I can feel the open windows and the mountain breeze flowing through. I can feel that freedom, right. that feel of peace and serenity. Oh, people will move for that. Absolutely. So you, you, I, you mentioned something that I wasn't even going to bring up until you said it and went past it. And, and the more I think about it, it really, you can ask someone, how do you want to live? 
But really, when you take that apart, you made a comment we were talking about when I said, yeah, I knew that was going to end up in a trip. And you said, yes, I absolutely love to travel. If someone really absolutely loves to travel, that's a different home that you're going to build than someone who loves to entertain at home every weekend and not really travel all that often. Right. Or the person that is like, I don't want anybody in my house, but I never want to leave my house. Right. (laughs) That's different too. Or my people that are my creatives that are quilters or painters. That's Mm -hmm. a completely different too, because then I'm designing for the light and what they need as far as light comes and when do they design. We also all have a calendar, kind of a body clock. So you've heard of morning people and night people, right? Sure. We actually are born that way. And so I thought it was funny when I had babies because I had a morning baby and I had a night baby. And let me tell you, they just come that way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a morning girl. So the night owl was always a little challenging for me. Um, So we have times that we feel most creative. We have times during the day that we feel most energized. We have times during the day when we want to connect more. And so if you start keeping kind of a journal of how you feel during the day, you'll kind of get some clarity on that. Most artists will know that automatically. Right. They'll know they have a painting time. Well, guess what? The light is different in the morning than the afternoon, right? Yeah, absolutely. So my evening painters need different light than my morning painters. That doesn't mean a morning painter doesn't paint in the evening. It just means majority right. of the time right. the lighting is what sure. they want. So those are the interesting things that you have to kind of dig down into. And that's when the largest amount of creativity happens is during that specific time of day doesn't mean that you're not entertaining it at other times right it just means consistently that's where it arises for you so i I just found that so interesting as i studied people right like oh okay let's figure out your clock and then let's figure out like and then some people would be like oh my gosh my life is so out of alignment with what my body wants (laughs) well no wonder you're exhausted right so how do we figure out how to get you in more alignment so Mm -hmm. That's why when I say I do a lot of life coaching, I started in design and I did all this. You only grow, your business will only grow as much as you do. So I have done retreats and self-growth for over 30 years. And all of a sudden I realized that all the things I was learning, I was bringing to my clients and I was integrating. And so they were like, we love this, but it's like you give us the inspire part, but we want help integrating it. Right. The integration is absolutely as important. Right. And integration. Now let's remember when you're going to make a move, what happens? So the best scenario is right now I'm going to get a haircut tomorrow and my hair looks so fabulous today. I've got to tell you. This happens every time, right? So if you're a woman and you schedule a haircut every eight weeks, the day before, it's been making you crazy for two weeks. And the day before, you're like, the perfect hair day? Yeah. What? How does this happen? This kind of happens in a move, too. Because when we're about ready to change, our brains and our bodies want us to stay consistent because they know that is safe. That's that comfort A change Mm -hmm. is unsafe. Right. So it is going to create every resistance like my hair is right now. Like you should not get it cut. You should put this off. And then it'll just go crazy. Like look like I stuck my hair (laughs) finger in the light socket. Um, (laughs) So it's a lie. Um, But it's what we trick ourselves. So that's why using a realtor, using a designer is important because you'll go back and do what you did before, even though that's not what you wanted. Right. But it's safe. And so you need a little help staying true to you. So I've started using feeling words, mm. which freaks people out. The word <laughs> of feeling course it does. Freaks yes. people out. How, so that's how, how do you want your home to feel becomes important. So mm. if you pick peace, I want it to be peaceful in the private areas and I want it to be connective in the public areas, then I'm going to remind you, does this feel peaceful when we're picking out things for your bathroom? Right, right. 
because that's your feel, right? Sure. So then it's much easier to stay in your budget if you're picking a peaceful feel versus the million-dollar house magazine you brought me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine anyone bringing a million-dollar house magazine to you. You know, and, and, and that's a challenge that, that I would put out to anyone that is getting help or getting assistance with this type of thing. And my question really boils down to how do you listen? Do you listen to respond or do you listen to understand? That is huge. And do you know when you're hijacked? Meaning, do you know when you are just, you're not even in your self-led part, you're in one of your scared parts, which are totally valid parts. But if you don't know, those are some of the questions I'm trying to figure out how to communicate with people. Like, tell me what shutdown looks like to you. Right. Because I talk faster. I get Mm -hmm. more active. Mm Versus shutting down completely. Stay tuned. Your home discovery continues straight ahead. Your home discovery now continues. Here's your host, Charlie Campbell. Thanks for staying with us on Your Home Discovery. I am Charlie Campbell, joined in studio by Annette Stahl. Annette Stahl International. A Design Discovery. Stone and Story Real Estate Group, Daltmeyer Homes. Annette joins us from time to time and we talk about new construction little bit of real estate. We talk about renovating. Most of all, we talk about designing space, how you want to live. So let's take it a next, maybe the next level deeper than what we've done in the past. We've talked about, let's just take a kitchen, for example. You've already established the the top three, um, what, are the, what are those things called? The top three non-negotiables. non-negotiables. Okay. You, you've established those You've established the budget. Budget. I can't even talk. You know, I really ought to host a radio program as well as I talk. <laughs> you've you've laid out the basic premise of the home. You know the sizes. You've worked with roof lines. Now we're going to design that kitchen, and and we've gotten into this over the years as we've done these programs, and we've talked about: is it a one cook kitchen? Is it a two cook kitchen? Let's take that a little deeper. Let's say it's a one cook kitchen. How do you decide? Is it just standards or how do you decide the size of the island, the amount of cabinet space? Is that all based on cooking? What questions do you get into the detail on a kitchen design? I do talk a lot. So to me, the kitchen is the heart of the home. So my grandma said the way to any man is through his stomach. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) She was the best cook. And so for me, the memories of food, my family has always used them as their love language. So the kitchen is the kind of love language place of the home and it is our health center. No matter what, we have to admit the fuel that goes in our bodies comes from our kitchen. Exactly. So usually I start with... um, Sometimes I've had a lot of bakers. I've had a lot more bakers than I have cooks, believe it or not. And, you know, people miss that in the beginning, that a baking center is completely different different from a cooking center. Completely different. My people that cook want, you know, six burner ovens and Mm -hmm. have very specific things. My bakers want a lot of ovens. They want to be able to go at different temperatures at um, different times. 
So those are the things we're looking at. When you're looking at budget, it may be we're putting a double oven in and we're doing a range with an oven. That gets you three ovens the most Mm -hmm. cost-effective way. We may be having a microwave in the pantry because they don't really use the microwave very much. So those are things we're thinking about. The kitchen's only so big, so we have to prioritize what's most important to us and how's that going to work. And when they bake, is the other spouse cooking? Right. That's the other question because that does happen. Yeah. Right. And some people want their kids to cook with them. Some of them want a separation where they don't have to deal with their kids at that moment. (laughs) There's no right or wrong. It's just understanding that creates a different flow and a different way of how I make the kitchen work. You're absolutely right. Now, I don't understand. I've talked to some couples that have said, you know what? When she bakes, I go to the garage because I just want out of the way. Right. And so I've one couple, I actually made a baking pantry for her is what I did. Mm. So it was totally fun because it literally was like her own kitchen, basically. Right. That was just for baking. Because wow. when you think about it, all you need is ovens and a sink. And so, and we had a window. And so we had a way we could do that. So it was just right. this huge pantry with all of her things all out. So she had no cabinets <laughs> because she wanted to be able to see it. Sure. But she did not want people to come to her home and see that. Well, and when you think about a professional baker's kitchen a professional baker's kitchen doesn't have a lot of cabinets yeah. the stuff is out it's hanging it's right in front of you it's it's within reach so it was super fun to go to their house because of course he cooked so he did like the meals and he liked his whole grill so he did a whole outside kitchen for him mm-hmm. um but it was fun to be at their house because she was in there baking and she could still talk to you i made her like a little pass-through window right so it looked like it was tile and she could lift it up so she could be see through the kitchen <laughs> And so, I know, it was one of my most fun houses. They're a fun couple. Um, it wasn't cheap. <laughs> they had a large budget. Um, but anyway, there's lots of things you can do. And even if you're on a budget, we can still make it work. I've had people on budgets, and sure. we just are a little more creative. The space part can be a little more um, flexible is what I call it, of how do we make this work. So, But those are conversations we have to have, and that matters your countertops, too. Um, my bakers will tend to be very consistent on what they want whether they want where they want marble versus granite versus quartz and how that works and how they know things roll out um so they have a lot more specifications my cooks it's all about the oven and the range hood and where that is and a lot of my people that love to cook for people they like their ovens in the island because they want people sitting around almost like that japanese restaurant style um so those are just things we talk about so when you're cooking who's in the kitchen is that something you do alone is this something that it's a part sure. of the party how does that work and then you start have to start thinking about measurements and heights of things because when you start talking about cooking versus baking working with dough needs to be a little lower than when you're cooking. i always said that except i had a baker that was six two and so she did not well, want yeah. anything lower at 6'2", so, I could understand that. Uh, she was like, she had played college basketball. So I thought it was mm-hmm. so cool that this college basketball player had become this big baker. But <laughs> um, yeah, so it all depends not only on that, but your height. Right. Because that does affect things. Typically, countertops are going to be 30 inches, 36 or 42. Right, right. That's pretty standard. And that's going on now in bathrooms, pretty much standard that we're getting a 36 inch uh, or taller yeah. As opposed to, where did this idea of a lavatory being down at 30 inches Well, standard? people were only five foot. I mean, the average height of, back when they were 30 inches, yeah, I, I did this research. True. Yeah. 
So, okay, this was the other thing I saw. This is off the topic. I know you're shocked. It's okay. I am shocked. <laughs> <laughs> so they showed an old Sears ad from 1945 where you could buy, they said, the Kia of 1945. And so you could buy a whole house, everything. For oh, you, yes. For you, they delivered it in a truck. And then it said, bring your neighbors together and put up your house. And these houses are still standing. So this person went and found a lot of these houses. My grandparents built one of these houses. So he had a twin brother. And when they came back from the war, they decided to order the same kit because they figured it would go better, it would go faster the second time. Sure, absolutely. Um, And it had real wood floors in it. It had the wallpaper. And so the kits were literally, it was like, uh, $1,200. Was it that? I have to look. It's maybe $900, but it would, they charged you $10 for the plans. So can you imagine getting all the materials <laughs> and the plans? So I was cracking up. They're like, for an extra $10, you could get the plans that go with it. Like oh. what? Anyway, I was just thinking about, um, and so in those days, I looked it up because all the cabinets in there were only 30 inches tall in the kitchen. And I mm-hmm. remember that about my grandpa and grandma's and my aunt. Esther and Uncle Ralph, and um, it said that the average height back then for women was 5'1", and men were 5'9". Wow, I hadn't really thought of that. And so we've gotten so much taller because of evolution, right, or whatever you believe in, but as we, you know, survival of the fittest thing. Absolutely. So the bottom line is we have to build it to the correct height. Otherwise, it doesn't meet the desire, the goal. We don't build things correctly. We don't think about, and this is where it's hard, you know, a year or more ago, we did that entire year where we went through building a home. And, and, and the main thing I remember about that year was being bantered for not giving enough credence to the planning phase. And, then and right before this, and, it was like, let's plan what we're going to say. And I go, I can't plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible at planning. Just ask me questions and I'll so, say what's on my head. So what I find interesting about that and the point that I'm trying to make with this entire discussion is that just finding a designer, just finding a realtor isn't the answer. Like what you said before, I'm just going to politely disagree with you. It's finding a realtor or a designer that has the experience that you have, that has been through this, or at least has the will to listen, to learn. Right. If they have the will to listen, to learn, everybody starts somewhere. So that's important. And you also want someone that is a fit for you. So right. if I took you to a shoe store and there was a whole, what if you're size nine shoe and you have all these options on size nine, you're going to pick the shoe that feels the best for your foot. Absolutely. There's no good or bad shoe. It's just you need the one that fits your foot the best. As long as it's not orange. Okay. The or something that stands out. we saw when we ate the other day was really cute. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So the point is, if you don't want to stand out, don't pick the orange shoes. That was my whole point. And I was trying to go back three years to when you were talking about the orange galoshes Mm. in the mud puddle. That's where I was trying to take I have flowered ones last time. Um, So the point is, find what fits you. Right. Or... If it doesn't fit you, it may also be who you feel comfortable with. So if you're somebody that doesn't like to speak up, you might want to find someone that's boisterous that will speak up for you. Right. Absolutely. So sometimes you may not pick the person that you're like, oh, they'd be my bestie. No, you're picking like, wow, I think we would make a really great team because they balance the things that I struggle with. And that's where that whole phrase opposites attract comes from. I think it's that ability. And I'm going to use your word. It's that balance. 
It is. It's aligning and it's balanced and it's trusting you. If they right. aren't going to listen to you and want you to do what's best for you, they're not your person, okay? Because you know what's best for you. No one else. You are absolutely right. We'll see you next time for another edition. Thanks for enjoying another edition of Your Home Discovery with Charlie Campbell, a presentation of CQH Ranch, LLC. Keeping everything around your home sweet home looking great. Broadcast nationally on AM and FM radio stations, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and more, plus easily found on most social media channels. Tune in again soon for more tips and ideas to keep your home sweet home looking great. Podcast available 24-7, yourhomediscovery.com.